Hello, brothers of Kappa Kappa Psi. My name is TJ Coleman, and I'm the Southwest District President and a member of the Nominations Committee. We're excited to introduce you and welcome you back to Kappa Kappa Psi Presents Podcast, where we'll be continuing the series of interviewing candidates for national office. Today, we'll be interviewing our current National Vice President for Student Relations, sorry, Student Affairs, Bong Ko. Hello, Bong. Hello, hello, TJ. How are you doing? I'm doing great. And how are you? I am doing pretty well. I have to say that this is a, a bit strange being on the other side, being the interviewee at this point. So uh, I am excited and maybe slightly hesitant, but, you know, thank you for having me. Of course. Thanks for coming on. To get things started, I want to start off by asking you to tell us a little bit about your personal and professional life, what you do, where you've been, and who you are. Oh, man. Do you also want my social security blood type and all that, too? Please. <laughs> awesome. I am happy to do so. Uh, but before that, just wanted to take a moment to say thank you, TJ, and of course, to the rest of the nominations committee for uh, your time, energy and work in this process. You know that it is not an easy one, especially as you all have your discussions and move forward towards national elections. Uh, so thank you for your work. And of course, thank you to uh, everyone tuning in and listening. Uh, we also recognize that you have so much other content that you could be paying attention to uh, that you could and other things that you could be doing. So the fact that you are sitting and listening to a podcast, like thank you from the bottom of my heart, because as you may know, KKSI Presents uh, has a special place uh, in my heart as well. So just wanted to, TJ, just wanted to take a moment to share some gratitude because I think that is important. Um, so to get to your prompts about my personal and professional life, is that correct? Uh, yes, sir. Okay, awesome. Well, once again, hello, brothers. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Bonko, pronouns he, him, and I am a life member and alumnus of the Alpha Zeta chapter at Indiana University in the ever so beautiful Bloomington, Indiana, uh, where I was a member of the IU Marching 100, and uh, I actually started out as a piccolo player and then had the honor of serving as two years of uh, as drum major for the Marching 100. And currently, I live in Washington, D.C., or State 51, if you will, <laughs> uh, where I serve as the D.C. Programs Manager for a nonprofit called Asian American Lead, uh, which focuses on serving low-income and underrepresented Asian American Pacific Islanders, or AAPI youth, in the DMV community. Uh, and... Just so you know, little, know a little bit more about the position, I manage our staff to ensure that we are achieving our three outcome areas, which are educational uh, empowerment, identity development, and leadership opportunities for our youth members. And to be just a bit more specific, what I do on a day-to-day -day in my professional life is that I get to work with uh, passionate and um, a passionate and talented group of advocates to develop programs, initiatives, and curriculum that strives to amplify and equip AAPI youth to take on the challenges of growing up as Asian American and Pacific Islander in America. Uh, and, you know, TJ, I, I just wanted to share, I am so just incredibly grateful um, and touched by this opportunity to serve uh, in, to serve the AAPI community and DC community in such an intentional and impactful way, especially as you know, with the uh, horrendous increase in Asian American hate crimes and killings in America. So uh, as you can tell, this is something that is really important to me, something I'm super passionate about. So yes, while it is work, it is also something that um, is very meaningful and fulfilling for me. 
So some other personal facts about myself, for those of you who don't know, uh, I'm the oldest child of two immigrant parents, my dad's family being from Hong Kong and my mom being from Saigon. Uh, I was born in Nebraska and raised in Indiana, so spent most of my life around corn, flatland, and being a Midwesterner. So as you could imagine, uh, growing up in a family that looked different, that ate differently, that spoke different languages. Life was uh, pretty confusing for me. And um, I just wanted to share that I am thankful for band, for college and KK Cypher being a huge part of my journey to self-discovery and helping me become who I am today. And just to wrap things up, uh, fraternally, I proudly serve as uh, the Kappa Kappa Psi National Vice President for Student Affairs, or VPSA for short. Uh, and during this biennium, I've had the honor and privilege of working with students from all across the country. Uh, and particularly this very chaotic but lovable group of elected student leaders called the Student Advisory Council. So with all this being said, uh, you know, I, I took a lot of time to really think about my future with this organization, with Kappa Kappa Psi. And to be quite honest, this, I mean, these, these two years have not been easy and it's not been pretty. <laughs> so uh, I wanted to be, I wanted to make sure I was making the right decision. So after very careful uh, consideration and guidance from loved ones, from uh, friends, and of course, from the student advisory committee, uh, I'm excited to put in my name and ideas for consideration to continue my service to our brotherhood as a national officer. TJ, well, thank you so much. Yeah, thank you so much, Bong. Thank you for calling <laughs> us chaotic. I'm sure that the uh, our immediate past vice presidents will love to hear that. Oh, uh, goodness. The chaos crew. Uh, so awesome. Uh, so, uh, is there anything else you want to add? Uh, talking about your fraternity service and what you've done for the fraternity in your time. Yeah. No. Thank you for. Um, thank you for this. I, I always laugh at these questions because <laughs> I feel like. Sometimes people utilize their experience as a way to justify, uh, quote unquote, climbing the ladder per se. Um, of course, at the end of the day, you can always find more information about myself and my experiences, fraternal or not, uh, at my personal website, bongtco.com. I believe there's supposed to be specific websites created for each candidate through the uh, national website or the uh, NatCon website. I'm not entirely sure. So more details to come on that. But to answer your question more directly, TJ, uh, let's see. I served as two years as chapter president for Alpha Zeta. I was also president of the North Central District for a year. From there, I took a bit of a break uh, to work on myself, to, uh, I mean, just to make money, honestly, to pay off student debt. Uh, I came back and was a co-founder and chair of the NCDAA, or the North Central District Alumni Association. Um, and then from there really, I've served as two years, almost two years as a VPSA, and I am here um, again, proudly presenting myself as a candidate to continue my service to our students as a national officer for two more years. Great. Uh, so digging a little bit more into the Office of Vice President for Programs, what goals do you have for that office? What are some ideas you'd like to put forward? Mm, we're already getting to the meat of this. Okay, okay, I love it. Um, awesome. TJ, thank you for this question and opportunity to share. Um, I did want to first address, address something. I've heard comments and questions about the length of my candidate statement or what you've seen in the, um, the newsletter uh, of all the candidates. And maybe I misunderstood what a candidate statement is. And to me, it was more so a statement. Um, and it was only, I think, two pages or so. 
but of course, I have a packet, a candidate packet with more information on this that I'm happy to share, happy to um, talk through with, with everybody. Uh, but again, I wanted to address that because um, I don't want people to assume or think that I didn't put care and consideration and heart into putting myself forward as a candidate. So again, just wanted to address that for anybody who has heard otherwise. So for my goals for VPP, again, I took a lot of time to really think this through um, and to really make sure that this was the right decision to even run again. And I'll start off with my vision. My vision for the next biennium in whatever capacity that is, is reimagine. And reimagine to me is about creating positive, equitable, and sustainable change that will help our students be the best advocates and ambassadors for their band program and university. And the reason that came to be, this vision is not my vision. This vision came about based on almost two years of feedback, of conversations, of lots of frustrations and, and things that students have shared with me. And of course, COVID, on top of everything else, made things really, really hard. And we have seen across the nation, band programs struggling, band programs folding, chapters folding, and people asking like, what is the point of any of this when we don't even have money to feed ourselves, to continue going to school? Like, what's the point of KKSI? What's the point of band anymore? So at the end of the day, as members of this organization, I think that we all still have the purpose, our purposes in mind and still the pillars of musicianship, leadership, and service in mind, and still wanting to do what we've done before. But we have to be honest with ourselves that change has happened and it's gonna to continue to, to, to happen. Change is inevitable. So in a way we have to take a look at how we do things and reimagine how we do things. Having a look at, especially as our students have been voicing the need for diversity, equity, and inclusion, we need to really think about how to be intentional about incorporating DEI into the way that we operate, but not just the way that we operate into our policies, into what we do within our programs, what we do within our curriculum and all over and all throughout the fraternity. So again, change is inevitable. So just to, to wrap th this thing up, um, you know, you might be asking why reimagine. And my big why for this is that I really want to focus and be intentional about working with a diverse group of brothers to reimagine a more equitable KK Psi. And we'll do this by redeveloping our programs and grants uh, and awards to best serve all brothers and all band programs. And with this, I hope that we will help redefine the value and impact of a fully executed leadership development program, uh, that we are consistent with updates from national leadership, and of course, being intentional about the incorporation of DEI. So from that, I have four main focus points. One, the Founder Circle Leadership Development Program has to be fully rolled out and implemented in a way that students can benefit and utilize it, and in a way that we are training speakers and in a way that we are actually giving our students an opportunity to, to incorporate and to practice these skills in a real life situation, AKA their bands. So that's focus number one. Focus number two, month of musicianship. And there's been also a call for the additional value-based programming. So we have monthly musicianship. What are we gonna do with that? How are we, how are we gonna reimagine that programming to make sure that we are actually 
going about the work that our students want and not just what's been done in the past. And I think that we have seen bits and pieces of this, of, of people trying to do creative things with it. And I think that's great. And I want to continue that creativity. But also there needs to be a focus on leadership, a focus on service, a focus on brotherhood as well. So how are we going to incorporate that to create a more holistic program for all students, for all chapters? The third focus point are monthly updates and communication pieces from the national leadership. Now, being a part of the national leadership, I know that it's not just my say. This will have to be something that is bought in by all national leadership members, and that's going to assist all national leadership members, incorporate all of them as well. So an idea that I have is to create what we call a uh, insider, uh, or it's like a newsletter, quick and easy, that it's digital, that we can communicate monthly updates. And it doesn't have to be lengthy. It doesn't have to be verbose. All these different words are these lengthy emails, right? It just quick updates on what's happening, what we're thinking about, what to look forward to. And then fourth, incorporating the student advisor committee and DEI committee, if it is voted in as a standing committee into all programming, all awards, right? So that's the fourth focus point. And I'll leave you all with this, right? The question was, what are my goals? So I have my, I have my, I have the vision. I have the, uh, the four focus points. I also have six initiatives that I've laid out, but these initiatives are from one to six are prioritized. I want to make sure that if, to me, if I get one thing done, that one thing is going to be the, the implementation of the Founder Circle Leadership Development Program in an equitable way. That, to me, would, would spell success, would mean success for, for our biennium. So that is initiative number one. And there are five others that I would love to share with you. So again, please reach out. Uh, my email is b-a-n-g-c-o at kkpsi.org. So please reach out, and I would love to share more about this with you. So TJ, very lengthy. I do apologize, but I wanted to make sure to once again address that candidate statement is different from a candidate packet. So um, I hope that you will all take the opportunity to review and learn more about each candidate and their packets and not just the newsletter, not just this podcast. Awesome. Thank you so much, Bong. You took a lot of both, well, both today and in general in your entire time as both a brother and as a national officer about uh, diversity and inclusion. So my next question, how do you intend to cooperate and utilize your access to the newly announced DEI task force uh, or committee? Sure, sure. No, thank you for this. Uh, very important question and something that uh, is, as you alluded to, is, is very integral to not only the growth of our organization, but I think overall the vitality and just integrity of our organization. So when it comes to DEI or diversity, equity, and inclusion, and I think there's an A that's been added now. I think that stands for um, advocacy. The first thing I want to point out is that DEI, it cannot be an isolated conversation or something that we talk about when things go wrong. DEI needs to be incorporated into every aspect of our organization. So I'm excited about the newly announced task force. Uh, and I encourage students, and I know I fully trust that we will make the right decision in making a DEI committee a standing committee. But that's just a step in the right direction. There needs to be more, of course. So something that I hope students have seen, felt, and appreciated is that as VPSI, I really worked towards opening up spaces, and not just safe spaces, but brave spaces for people to share their honest thoughts and opinions. 
Has it always been successful? No, because I recognize that we have to earn people's trust in order for people to share their open and honest opinions. And on top of that, we also have to be courageous enough and trustful in one another to know that harsh feedback, it's going to suck sometimes, but that's what people, that's their lived experiences. So as VPSA, I really work towards creating this brave space or brave spaces for students to share their open, honest opinions, thoughts, and feedback for the fraternity. So what I'm trying to get at is that dialogue is important. As human beings, dialogue is needed in order for us to just to share thoughts and ideas, to share perspectives, and to, uh, uh, and to work towards trust and respect for one another. But talk is cheap when it's just talk, right? So how do we go about that? Well, as a national officer, continuing my, my service on the national level, I plan on working with the DEI task force or committee, but also our student advisor committee, and making sure that we're taking the dialogue we're taking the feedback and putting that into restorative action, right? So if there are things that we have to wrongs that we have to right, we need to take those steps. In addition to that, as we're looking at cur curriculum, as we're looking at representation on national leadership, as we're looking at programs and initiatives, DEI has to be interwoven into all aspects of those areas, right? It can't just be isolated conversations. So when we talk about the, let's take, for example, the leadership development program, is there representation in those speakers, in that speaker core or presenter core that can speak to the diverse, um, the diverse uh, membership of our organization, right? That's something that may seem obvious, but because it's so obvious that we may not even look at it. Making sure that we are recruiting presenters and training presenters from all backgrounds, from all different types of institutions and band programs. And then making sure that we're looking at access. So of course we, uh, the, the goal of the DEI or the goal of the founder circle is to make sure that we provide this content and training online, but also there's a part of it with level two and level three that will be presented at district conventions and uh, national conventions. But let's say, what if people can't get to national convention and district conventions, All right? So taking a look at how we are going to incorporate the conversation about lowering barriers, All right? So again, when we're talking about diversity, equity, inclusion, we're also looking at not only the feedback, but incorporating it into action and then reassessing to see how we can make small steps because these small steps, is these small actions is what creates positive change, right? It's not just like a, a statement on, on Facebook. It's not just a, a big announcement about, you know, naming someone in leadership, right? Those are great. Those are grandeur moments. I, and I appreciate those, but it's those little steps that we take to consistently make sure that our organization is moving in the right direction and that we are moving from just simply being advocates to being success partners and equipping our students with the right tools, resources, and connections to actually succeed at what we're asking them to do. And I hope that you will take a chance to look at kksci.org slash students, because on there, our student advisory committee worked really hard on creating a one-stop shop of resources for our students to actually succeed at what they're doing. For example, uh, reports. Reports have been something that uh, has hurt chapters here and there. What we created, we created trainings for that. We've created walkthroughs on that to make sure that we are giving 
in equipping our students with the right resources and training to make sure that they are succeeding. So again, it's just a step in the right direction, but it is a step, it's an action that we need to continue to do because this is about evolving. This is about making sure that we are evolving as an organization and being moving from being simply advocates to success partners. So uh, TJ, did that answer your question for task force? Yes, really. It does. Uh, I think it adds as well uh, that your record as a brother and as a brother of color also uh, helps answer that question as well. Mm, thank you. Thank you for that. Uh, so, uh, what changes would you like to see to our fraternity to our fraternities programs? Yeah, I appreciate this question as well. So, let me. I'll first start off by saying that. This by any means has been difficult, and I recognize that. But I think something that we have heard and seen time and time again is the need for the incorporation of DEI into the conversation about programs, but also the implementation of programs. And this is in programs that provide trainings like the Founder Circle, and uh, in terms of uh, recognition within the programs uh, realm. So, first and foremost, I, I to me, my biggest priority would be the incorporation of DEI task force or committee into programs to make sure that we are taking a deep look at how we can improve, not just the conversations, not just what we post on social media, but the implementation of programs to be more equitable and to actually include a diverse set of voices, not just, again, posting things on Facebook or having you basically falling uh, into the, um, the trap of, of, of tokenism of like, oh, we have one, we have one Asian American on this committee or in this group, or we recognize one black brother and that's it, right? So really incorporating DEI and taking a deep look at that. And I think that we have taken steps towards that. Now it's time to operate, uh, operationalize these conversations um, and to make sure that what the changes that we're making are gonna be sustainable. And I think sustainability is something that's going to be very important as we look at, you know, we often heard like the next hundred years, the next hundred years, what is, that's great. But what does that look like? And I think change is great. Change is going to happen regardless, but we shouldn't just change just for change's sake. There has to be that sustainability piece. So to answer your question, first and foremost is the DEI aspect. Second is to look at how we can be sustainable and create a holistic program for our students to benefit from something that our students know what to expect know how to engage and i think from there that's what empowers students to take action so those are two things and the last thing i will say the programs is i also want to make sure that we are looking at programs as being student centric i've often heard that this is a student-run organization i think that is a great and respected sentiment, but I think in my opinion, in reality, this is a student centric organization that helps students become better band members and to be better advocates and success partners for their band programs. So keeping the student centric so that students, our students can be focused on band is going to be really important. So I, I would say those, not so much changes to answer your question, but I would say uh, being more intentional about those three focus areas, I think it's going to be very, very fruitful for Kappa Kappa Psi. Back to you, TJ. Awesome. Thank you. 
So with that in mind, then, what does Bon Co being vice president of the programs mean for the fraternity and for our active brotherhood? <laughs> uh, well, this could mean many different things. Um, well, you can always expect great hair. You can always expect um, me being petty. I'm just kidding. Uh, I mean, you, you can definitely expect those things, but uh, all, all joking aside, um, looking at Bonco as that's so awkward to say your own name like that. Um, what to expect from me simply just as a brother of this organization, but I guess to be more specific, a national officer is what you've seen these past two years. To me, fundamentally, it is important as a leader to be consistent, to be communicative, and to be collaborative. So to break that down, consistency. I think we've seen examples of people who have done a lot in a certain amount of time and then gotten burnt out or something has happened. And I think that inconsistency really hurts our students. And I think that we need to create a sense of consistency across the board, but more specifically uh, in terms of your question with our national officers to make sure that we are producing and we are putting in work and the actions that we take, they need to be consistent across the biennium. Now, life happens, things happen, and I understand that. And I mean, I'm dealing with that myself. So there are gonna be times where we're gonna need to take a break because um, we are volunteers. I do not live in Stillwater. I do not get paid for this job. So th you know what? There are going to be times where I take time for myself. I'm going to take time for my family. And honestly, I just want to take time just to not do Kappa Kappa Psi things. But looking at the big picture, things should be consistent across the board. Communication. This is something that people talk about all the time. They're like, we want more communication. We want clear communication from the National Council. Again, I think that's a great start, but what does that mean? To me, communication is making sure that I am in dialogue. I'm having dialogue with the people that I'm working with. So a, an important group, even though I may not be VPSA uh, in the next biennium, I think it's gonna be really important to keep open lines of communication with our, our uh, elected student leaders, because they are the ones who are going to enact these programs, this curriculum, whatever it is on the district level, right? So we have to have open lines of communication. And in general, just being able to, to have discussions without being verbose, without lengthy emails, um, and just saying, hey, this is where we're at, what do you think? And communication, of course, is a two-way street, making sure that it's not just me making the final decisions, Right. But it's it's a conversation that we're having with the rest of the council, the rest of the national leadership, the student advisory committee, and making sure that this is a decision. Uh, this is a change. This is an action that we all can can back up, that we all can fall behind, um, that we all can advocate for as well. So, again, open lines of communication, but also being able, being willing and open to to listen to changes. And the last thing I said is uh, collaboration. Uh, very similar to what I've mentioned before is, look, at the end of the day, I mean, I will never claim that I know everything. I am not the smartest person in the room generally. I don't have all the ideas. I don't, I mean, I'm still, if you really wanna talk about it, at the end of the day, I'm still pretty inexperienced for a national council member. But what you can expect from me is that I am willing to roll up my sleeves to work with you, to work alongside you, to learn with you as well, because I'm learning as I go. And there's 
something that we're taught about being able to reach success that we march there shoulder to shoulder. And I take that seriously. I take that to heart. So again, something that you can expect from me as a brother of this organization, but more specifically as a national officer is consistency, communication, and collaboration. So uh, next question, and I think you touched on a lot of this stuff, uh, but if you were asked to report on the state of Kappa Kappa Psi and on our programs today, what would you say? Mm. Mm -mm -mm. Okay. So if I were to be asked to report on the state of Kappa Kappa Psi and our programs today, what would I say? <sighs> Honestly, I, I would say <laughs> work in progress. Um, I think it's really easy to just focus on like, oh, look at all the things that we've done. Look at all the progress that we've made, all the changes that we've done. I think taking moments to appreciate the work in progress is important, but it should not stall us from further growth. When we talk about strive for the highest, there's that moment where we take time to reflect and appreciate to share love with one another and love for ourselves. But also there's always more work to be done. On the other hand, it's really easy to, to focus on how crappy the biennium has been like COVID. It sucks. I mean, hands down sucks. All the social injustice has sucked for decades, centuries. And it's really just been full force in 2020 and 2021, like it sucks. And we can look at all the things that could have been better. Again, it's, it's really easy to focus on the negatives. It's really easy to focus on just the positives. So I think it's important to report on Kappa Kappa Sign programs as a work in progress. So be, to be more specific on the, um, in my response is that if I had to tell somebody about Kappa Kappa Psi in our programs today, I would say that we have made great stride, strides in the past. And I think we need to take a moment to recognize and identify what areas do we need to sustain. So we look at the work um, about the Founders Circle development program. That was a great start. But now what else do we need to do? How can we, how can we make this program an effective program? How do we roll it out in a way that students can actually benefit from this? And how do we build in moments where we can assess our programs, our curriculum, the state of our fraternity to make sure that our student voices and their thoughts, opinions, experiences are the central focus of this. So again, to answer your question, the state of Kappa Kappa Psi and our programs is a work in progress. I can sit here all day long and complain to you and tell you all the things that have gone wrong and all the things I do not like and all the things that I think could have been better. But what good does that do? <laughs> I can do that in my free time. But when we get into it, right, when we are called to action, we need to focus on what needs to be sustained for the sake of our students, what needs to be improved for the sake of our students. Because at the end of the day, that's what matters. Not about what you can put on your resume, not about what you can claim, not about what you post on social media. That's all great. 
But at the end of the day, what does it benefit or how does it benefit our students? So again, a work in progress is what I would say. There are good things, there are bad things. And um, I am hopeful that with working with the DEI task force slash committee and our student advisory committee moving forward and being more intentional and collaborative about that work, we are gonna move in the right direction. Awesome, thank you. So, uh, is there a specific vision or message you would like to share with the brothers across the organizations that you feel you haven't gotten across yet? Oh, so many things to say. Uh, let's see. Well, I'll, I'll start with this because I think this is also very important. To all of our students, all of our active members out there, I just want to share a heartfelt thank you and all of my gratitude for you continuing to show up. COVID has done so many things to tear down your lives, to hurt you in many different ways. And I, I truly think that we are all much more damaged than we would like to admit. But in that you think about all the missed opportunities, you think about all the issues that we've faced as an organization, but again, to our students specifically, all the issues that you have faced, but you still show up. And I think I can say that because I have been to almost all of our district conventions that I could make. Uh, I've tried to make as many district um, events in general just to be there to support our students because I think it's also important to show that as a national officer, you are, you're not just there to speak, not just there to tell people what to do and to talk about yourself, but you're there to support our students and, and show them that the work is important. So the first thing I would like to share is that I am thankful for you. I'm thankful for, for your leadership um, as active members of our organization and that you still show up because without you, we would not have a Kappa Kappa Psi. So thank you. A message I would like to share to all is that you are going to hear a lot of promises. You're gonna hear a lot of accusations as well throughout this whole process. What I encourage you to do as a leader of this organization, as a brother of this organization, is to challenge yourself to do your research, to do your homework, to have conversations. Because a lot of times people are gonna tell you what they think you wanna hear. They're gonna say accusations that are gonna get you fired up and essentially in, follow, to follow people's agendas. Do your research, ask questions, because there's a lot of times there's more than one side to the story. And a lot of times from what I've heard so far about uh, throughout this, uh, the two years, there's been a lot of false accusations as well. And we need to rise above that. We need to do better. And I'll, I'll raise my hand and say, like, I need to do better as well. This is a reminder for myself just as much as it is for anybody else. But again, you can hear lots of promises. They're like, wow, that sounds so great. People who speak well, present well, you're like, wow, this person must be amazing. But you also need to take a look at how these people have showed up as leaders, as brothers of, these organiza of, of our organization. Because if they say one thing, but show and, and, and act in a, in a different way, it doesn't connect with our values it's not aligned with our mission, vision, and values, then that's a red flag. 
And in addition to that research and that homework, I encourage you to amplify your voices with one another, to leverage your voice and to leverage your votes to hold people accountable. And I'll say this now, if you feel that I am not a great fit to be a national officer, do not vote me in. I need you to tell me the truth because I don't want to have some sort of false belief that I am a good national officer and good brother if I'm not. So again, I encourage you to hold people accountable. And at the end of the day, I encourage you to show up. All right, to those of you listening to this podcast, thank you. This is a great way of showing up. But this is just, again, this is just a step in the right direction. Show up where you can. Help others show up where you can. If it's not national convention, well, how, how can you help with that? If you know people who can't show up, how can you help amplify their voices? Right? So again, do your homework. Do your research. Ask questions. Hold people accountable and show up. Because at the end of the day, change has happened. And we truly need to reimagine what it means to be a brother of Kappa Kappa Psi. We need to reimagine what Kappa Kappa Psi means for our college and university band programs. And we need to reimagine how we are going to grow and love on this brotherhood so that we come out stronger together, how we come out as better people, right? Because at the end of the day, this is, this is human, right? We are humans. This is human work. So thank you for, for taking the time to listen. I get a little bit preachy and I apologize. I may have said a lot of things that you may not have liked and uh, I can respect that. Uh, and I encourage you to please reach out to me and all of our candidates to learn more about their goals. Because again, just another reminder, candidate statements differ from candidate packets. All right. So do your homework, ask questions, please reach out. You can reach me at B-A-N-G-C-O at K-K-P-S-I.org. Um, you can also find me on social media as well. I'm happy to chat with our students. Um, and then I also wanted to make one quick thing, TJ. Is that okay? Okay. So I've been asked many, many times, and I just want to have, again, an open, frank conversation about this. People ask me, like, why did you run for this? Why did you run for that? Or why did you say you, you know, I put down in, in my packet that currently I was not open to any other nominations for other positions other than VPP. And I strategically put currently because at that time of the decision, which is Again, January of 2021, and if you remember anything about 20, January 2021, it was a also a crazy time period. So I put the word currently down to be strategic about it because one, I wanted to take time to really think through what was best for the fraternity, what was best for our students, and what I had the capacity to do. So it was me being honest about at that time period, I was not open and also because I currently also, I still serve as a national officer, still currently serve as VPSA. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to cause any drama. Wasn't going to cause, uh, was it going to ruffle any feathers by, because I knew that there are people running for different positions. So I didn't want to cause any more dramas because I still have a job to do. 
right? I can't just stop my job and, and, and campaign. And right, it's just not about climbing the ladder. This is about service to the fraternity, serving our students in the best way possible. I took an oath and I take that oath seriously. So I just wanted to make that very clear. If you want to have this conversation, let's talk about it. Again, Bonco at kksci.org. Uh, TJ, thank you for your time. You have done so much work with this committee on top of what you do you do for your chapter and your district so thank you uh please extend my gratitude to the rest of the committee as well and to our students out there i love you all so very much um much love to you thank you thank you bong uh we appreciate you coming out and uh, speaking with us uh, and for sharing your campaign with us and for submitting yourself for candidacy for this office uh, I'd like to thank everyone for listening to us today and remind you all. Uh, Bong talked about the campaign packets and such. You can find that at natcon.kkytbsonline.com, where registration for convention is also open. Have a great day, and we'll see you guys next time. Bye bye. <laughs>